I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening podcast for diehard footy fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm back with my co-host Aish Ravi. How are you, Aish? I'm great, thanks Kel. So glad to be back. Hey, round six gave us a weekend of weird and wonderful footy. We're the very first AFLW showdown. We had a heap of narrow wins, some absolute clangers, redemption arcs and all of the things in between. My tips are completely cooked. I don't know about you, but I don't even care. That was such a great weekend of footy. Yeah, so good for footy to have such close contests. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know there's been a lot of discussion about the scoreline and the blowouts, but I just think the bigger picture is really, really exciting. And without the nuance and context of, of what the season looks like and the teams in it, you you know, you're missing out. Yeah, I don't think anyone can give uh, women's sport a bashing, um, especially when the NRL grand final and the AFL men's grand final both complete blowouts. So yeah, yeah, it happens in all sports. It's not exclusive to one or the other. The NRLW grand final, however, was an absolute cracker. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Very, very skillful bunch of women. And I look forward to seeing the expansion of that competition in the next season. Hey, so let's talk about the first game of round six. Took us down to Skybus Stadium at Frankston. A sweet game as the sunset and the sea views on offer. The Eagles started with a bang, showed off their really exciting development across the ground. But it was the second time it saw the Hawks fire up. Probably the most remarkable thing about this game was the genius of playing Jess and up forward. Her amazing prowess in front of goals, believe it or not, was drafted as a forward back in the day. Uh, but obviously is uh, more well-known these days as a defender. Beck played her up forward and she kicked three amazing goals, did some really fantastic outmarking in packs in the goal square um, and it was a really exciting win for the Hawks to hold on by three points what did you think oh so good it was a great game to watch uh really exciting yeah and yeah it's just really good to see the Hawks took advantage of the of the wind yes yeah it's a very a very strong wind being so close to the water down there yeah. pretty views but yeah kind of hectic conditions yeah who are you playing performer votes for the round so my play on performer votes for that round were obviously Duffin. I gave Duffin my three votes. Um, yeah. Who 
And I think she was really valuable. Went for her. Who knows what the scoreline could have gone the other way. Mm. Um, then I got Fleming for two and Gilroy for one. I agree with you on my three votes. I've got just up it in there. Um, huge game for her. She had 12 disposals, five marks, three tackles and three goals. Like I said before, she was drafted as a forward. So this was some real vintage stuff on display. And it's actually her first goal in 1,323 days. So in between that, she uh, obviously played for Collingwood, played for the Roos, took some time off, had a baby, has come back, played for the Roos again, uh, the Hawks for this season. So pretty amazing uh, to see her pick up that. Yeah, I gave my two votes to Gilroy. I think she's shaping up to be one of the Hawks' best players. I'd be really surprised if she wasn't up there in their BNF at the uh, at the end of the season. Really exciting player, really creates uh, good forward ball movement and a lot of unpredictable footy when she gets her hands on it. Uh, I guess part of that comes from her Gaelic background, but also she's just a fantastic player. She had 15 disposals and 10 tackles in this game, which really speaks to her pressure efforts at the contest as well. And I've given one vote of course, to Emma Swanson of the West Coast Eagles. I think, you know, the closeness and the excitement for the Hawks almost overshadowed the Eagles' development that they've had this season and really playing some nice footies. Emma had 20 exposals, five marks, four tackles and one goal. So definitely nothing to sniff at for a captain's effort for the Eagles. Yes. We got a double header on a Friday night. Love love a bit of double header Friday night footy. Our second game for the evening was, of course, the first AFLW showdown. What an atmosphere that was. There was more than 20,000 people packed in at Adelaide Oval to see the Crows emphatically claim that first showdown win by huge 60 points in the end. And really, it was quite simply the Noffy, Chelsea and Hatch show. <laughs> They're just absolutely on fire at the contest and in front of goals. I guess also credit to Power, despite the scoring disparity they kept fighting and they didn't drop their heads. It would have been pretty easy just to pack it in. But I guess the atmosphere and the occasion probably helped buoy them over the line in that front too. But um, but yeah, real real clinical from the Crows and certainly putting the case down for finals there, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a real display from Adelaide in terms mm. of like, you know, how to win the ball, very fierce around the contest. And they really showed no mercy on Port Adelaide. No. I think they could have probably even scored a few more, but, you know, I think they were really dominant from the start. Yeah, really the only sort of blight on their game was that inaccuracy in front of goals, but it didn't really cost them much. So it's still very comprehensive wins. Hey, what did you think of the showdown plate? There's been a lot of discussion about the fact that it was a very average-looking plate compared to a ridiculous trophy that obviously is played for in, in the men's competition. Some people were arguing that it was a bit of a uh, yeah a, a dissonance between the two but um other people just happy for the win what do you reckon well i think i mean it's good that we're, we've got a showdown now mm. uh, and they've got something to play for and it's great to have a big like i mean a crowd there like a decent number yeah. um you know they're supporting the women but i think as it continues to grow uh we'll probably have a trophy that's better than there i hope so, <laughs> so. <laughs> i mean there's plenty plenty else to crow about that was good in yes. that game uh, um, who you play and performer votes for this one? So I had Randall for three, mm-hmm. um, Hatchard for two, and Marinoff for one. Nice. I've pretty much got the same, but a little bit of rejigging. I, yep. I agree agree with you on the three votes. I've given three to Chelsea. She had 27 disposals, six marks, amazing marks, and three goals. She kicked the first one for Adelaide, really passionate jumper tug, and, of course, at the end of the game was awarded the showdown medal. So... Real captain's performance from her. 
I've given two votes to Marinoff. Uh, she had 24 disposals, five marks, 11 tackles, ridiculous from Noffy, and one goal. And I've given one vote to Hatchie, who had 23 disposals, nine marks, three tackles and a goal. So really pretty hard to split the difference between those two. We know that they're partners in crime in the middle, but certainly a clinic from Adelaide. Yes. So Saturday morning brought us to the first of several Saturday games. Um, some pretty great weather about the place. This one, of course, was GWS playing the Blues at Henson Park. The final score was 4-5-28 to 1-6-12. I feel like the Giants are really out to prove their worth after last week's comprehensive thumping. A lot of talk about that during the week and they certainly used it to fuel the fire in their game and it really caught the Blues sleeping. Carlton's dominance in the ruck was just about the only bright spot in a hard day for the Blues, whilst GWS really showcased some free-flowing footy they were winning the ball at the contest and when they weren't, they were tackling ferociously to turn over possession. It was just really impressive for them. So hopefully they can build on that and keep putting in performances like that to create that momentum for them. I'm not really sure what happens to Carlton from here. I'd say that they're probably too far out and too much mm-hmm. of a an uphill slope to get to get any look in at finals, but the Giants will definitely be feeling better about their footy stakes after that win. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think the Giants were out to prove a point. They just came out with so much vengeance, I think, in this game. So Yeah, a lot to prove. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed their charcoal strip that they were wearing. That Guernsey setup is very, very nice. So as a as a clash strip. Who are you playing on performers for this one? So I had Cole Staunton for my three votes. Mm -hmm. And then I had Parker and Garnett for two and one. I've actually given Georgia Garnett my three. She's really sort of coming into her own football in, in this season. I think it's quite impressive. But she had 17 disposals and 12 marks in this game and was responsible for a lot of the ball movement within GW's game. I've given Emily Peace two. She had 10 disposals, four tackles and two goals. Again, she's been a force for them in front of goals. And we've talked about the Giants this season. We're definitely seeing a lot of other options and a lot of other players presenting themselves in front of goals, which is really exciting. Great to have multiple scoring avenues. And I've given one vote to Mualelawifi. I really, really enjoyed her matchup against Cora Staunton. There's very, very clear that she'd done her homework for this game. There's a great piece of footage that the AFLW put on Twitter where Cora's trying to step around her. Usually works, no worries. But Mua has obviously been waiting for her to do that, mirrors the movement and manages to uh, lock her up in a tackle. So really impressive stuff from her. I feel like her defensive pressure, um, she only had 16 disposals and two tackles, but her pressure and the perceived pressure that she creates is probably quite crucial to the scoring difference not being any bigger than what it was. Yep. Uh, so following on for that, we had a beautiful day out in the Rat uh, at Mars Stadium. The Dogs v. the Cats. Fun fact, the first game of AFLW I ever went to was Dogs v. Cats game yep. at Witten. So uh, pretty awesome to to see the development of these two teams. The final siren, such a close one. It was 5-6-36 to the Cats 5-7-37. 
So one point, the cats led at every change thanks to the scoring brilliance of Shelley Scott and Chloe Shear. And dogs took some time to kind of settle and play the brand of footy that we expect for them as well. So it wasn't until the fourth term that they looked like themselves and they threatened to take the win. Just managed to fall short by that one point. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, no, very uh, close game. Could have really gone either way. But yeah, I'm really impressed by Geelong. And I think yeah. they continue to have an amazing start the year and playing really consistent football. Yeah, absolutely. I really have enjoyed this growth for them. I think it's pretty hard to cop so many losses and so many close losses sort of towards the back end of their last season. But across the board, there's heaps and heaps of performers. Meg McDonald's obviously doing a brilliant job down back with her backline group, but we see stars in the middle and plenty of scoring options up front. So it's really exciting to see that kind of investment in in young local talent really pay off for Geelong. Yep. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what they can do in the back half of this season, I guess. Who will you play on performer votes for the round? I actually didn't put my votes in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to go with whatever you have, Kel. <laughs> sure. That's fine. I reckon you'll agree. Um, <laughs> I've given three votes to Ellie Blackburn. Another ridiculous performance from Ellie. It's just a shame we couldn't get them over the line. But she had 25 disposals, three tackles and one goal. I gave two votes to Jess Fitzgerald, who I felt like, you know, she's a pretty tidy footballer in the middle for the dogs. But this game, she really sort of stepped up, had 24 disposals and two tackles, lots of ball movement out of the middle, winning at the contest. And of course, I've given one vote to Nina Morrison, who it's just so great to see playing some consistent football, consistent because it's not being interrupted by injury. It's amazing. Yes. Um, so <laughs> she had 21 disposals and 10 tackles. Yes. Yeah, no, hopefully she can finish out this whole season in this form, injury-free. Absolutely. So in our fifth game for Saturday, uh, we had a really hot contest, hot pie contest, if you will. And, of course, the Saints taking on the Pies down at RCA Park. The final score was 5-4-34 to the Pies 4-12-36. The Saints could have had it, but that blunder in front of an open goal and then, of course, a ridiculous game sealer from Collingwood at the other end of the ground really snuffed out the win for them. I was actually quite surprised because I was not expecting the Saints to go toe-to-toe with the Pies. They applied the pressure from the start. They they actually won the tackle count on the day, but the Pies just held firm and snuck home for the win in the end. What did you reckon about this one? Oh, such an exciting game. I went to this game and oh. it was electric on and off that field. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. It looked like there was a fair crowd too. Yeah, there was a pretty big crowd and it was just great to see they had everything open and, you know, all the sponsors were down. So great atmosphere to watch the game and the weather turned out really well as well. So... <laughs> Absolutely amazing. We were really spoilt with the weather this weekend. I don't know if we're going to get the same next round, but um, make the most of it when it comes. <laughs> Who will you play on performer votes for this one? Uh, so I had Hannah Stewart for my three um, mm-hmm. uh, and then had Patricos for two and Lambert for one. I also had Hannah Stewart for three. Um, yeah. She had a phenomenal game. She had 25 disposals, five tackles, two really critical goals, um, she's an inside mid who was drafted this year out of the Southern Saints VFLW side, the one who ended up losing out to the Bombers in the in the VFLW finals. Amazing, really consistent performer. Great to see her finally kind of light it up on the big stage. Uh, I gave two votes to Jamie Lambert. Again, just does the work for the Pies in the middle and 21 disposals and four tackles. And I've given one vote to Ruby Schleicher, who similarly had 20 disposals and three tackles. So... 
those two really going going at it in the middle, you know, in the absence of some of their other elite midfielders, Collingwood seems to have a never-ending list of them. (laughs) (laughs) In game six of the weekend, I was looking forward to this because, again, I feel like uh, the Tigers and the Suns are always an entertaining matchup. In previous seasons, it's been a matchup for who's going to finally win a game. This time around, they just went toe-to-toe. There were some really great battles in the mid. Really great battles, in fact, across the round. Final score for this one was 3-5-23 to 3-1-19. It was, of course, played down at the Swinburne Centre at Punt Road. It's four wins in a row for the Tigers, and geez, they love a close one. But obviously last week, massive, massive upset over the Lions. This time they came from behind to claim a narrow four-point win over the Suns. Entertaining contest, had both teams come at the ball with a kind of never-say-die attitude. KB essentially played the whole game with one eye after copying a pretty nasty eye poke. And Amelia Yasir was just absolutely making the most of it with a play-on advantage in the last two minutes of the game to get the Tigers up for the win. It was just kind of everything. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, again, Richmond are on fire. Yeah. both. In fact, both these teams... Um, for different reasons, they're really kind of hitting their straps. Richmond obviously recruited hard early and they were just missing a few kind of key players to bring it all together into a cohesive unit. We're really starting to see that this year and it's really exciting because they're producing excellent footy. And then on the other hand, obviously the Suns lost a lot of players to expansion, but it hasn't really slowed them down. You're still seeing them building. They're still finding connection and scoring avenues where we thought they might have lost them. They've still got excellent matchups in the midfield in this in this contest. It was just, yeah, really, really entertaining. I look forward to seeing what they do for the rest of the season on both sides. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to yeah, see how, how both teams finish up. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like Richmond... They're just just in there, just sitting at the eight, because, of course, we have that top eight right now. It's very exciting. Uh, who are your playing performers for this one? Well, it's hard to look past Conti. She's just on fire, continuing her incredible form. Um, so she got to have my three, and then I gave Hosking two and Yasser mm-hmm. one. I've also given Mon Conti my three. She had yep. 23 disposals, eight tackles. I've given two votes to Charlie Robottom. Yeah. I really enjoyed her matchup in the midfield with Grace Egan. I thought that was really entertaining. Robottom's just so strong and dominant at a contest. She had 24 disposals and eight tackles through the middle. And to that note, I've given one vote to Grace Egan, who, like I said, that matchup was really great. And I really think that Grace has found her feet as sort of one of the up-and-coming midfielders of the competition. In this game, she had 16 disposals and six tackles and was just, yeah, really critical to the Tigers ball movement and the spread from the contest. So great to see uh, her performing. Yeah, that's awesome. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Game seven. I was pleasantly surprised by this result. Obviously, we had the Lions taking on the Bombers up in Queensland in the Morton Bay Central Sports Complex. Considering the Lions' dominance over most of the competition, with the exception of last week's upset, I felt like the Dons did well to hold the Lions to the score that they did. Uh, so the final score was 8-14-62 to the Dons 3-0-18. So I think despite sort of struggling to move the ball forward in the face of the Lions' defensive pressure, I think it was really fantastic that they managed to put the pressure on the Lions to not kick so cleanly, but also kick three goals themselves. You know, we've seen other teams come up against them and not really being able to crack a major. So uh, that was really promising from from an expansion side. Uh, and I think it definitely gives them that credit as one of the most successful expansion sides. The Lions, on the other hand, even with their inaccuracy in front of goals, they continue to head full steam towards finals redemption. They're just so dominant. They're absolutely not mucking around. What did you think? I mean, I was like quite surprised. This could have very easily been like a blowout, but it wasn't. No. Full credit to like Essendon. They did bring it to the Lions. But yeah, Lions were just too strong. Very, very slick movers of the football. So um, always a always a joy to watch that. Who are you play on performers for this one? Um, okay, Bates three, Picky mm-hmm. two, and Chris Farkas one. Nice. I have almost agreed with you there. <laughs> I've given, instead, I've given three votes to Ali Anderson uh, in place of Emily Bates. She had 23 disposals, six tackles, and this game ticked over her 1,000th career disposals, um, which is a pretty big milestone. But she's also, on top of that, the first Indigenous woman to reach that milestone in the game. A really standout performance from, from Ali there. I've given two votes to Talia Hickey, who had an absolute screamer in the ruck and has been stringing together real consistent performances for the Lions. Uh, she had 12 disposals, 31 hitouts, six tackles, which is huge, and a goal, icing on the cake. Get yourself a ruck who can do anything. And I've given one vote to Maddie Presparkis, who, despite pretty hard tag from a number of the uh, Lions' premier midfielders, Bates, Spark. I know. <laughs> Bates didn't get a feature in your vote. <laughs> I know. I know. It was tough. It was tough. Stiff, stiff yeah. competition. Um, but Maddie still managed to get 20 disposals, nine tackles, and kick a goal. So uh, nothing to, to sniff at there. Continuing her good. domination. Yeah, yeah. I, again, be very surprised if she's not up there in the Don's theatre. In our second last game on Sunday, uh, we had uh, the much-anticipated clash between Fremantle and Melbourne playing out at Frio Oval. The final score there was 5-6-36 for Frio to the D's 10-6-66. So it was a pretty entertaining contest. Uh, and Fremantle mounted a third-term comeback. They almost turned the game in their favour, but the D's just burnt away for that 30-point win. Sabrina Duffy returned to her old stomping ground, obviously coming from Fremantle, and kicks two really classy majors on her former side. There's plenty of contested footy. And I really think that the win continues to cement Melbourne's spot in the top four on the ladder. Definitely looking 
to uh, to go one better than they did last year. Yeah, no, I thought it was a really good game. Again, Melbourne are playing some really good football and really mm. exciting team to watch. Yeah, I think both teams have the ability to kind of spread across the ground in terms of the workload. You know, like they've got lots of really high performers on both sides. So it was really interesting seeing those both go head to head. Who are your player performers for this one? So I've given three votes to Hanks, two to Purcell, and my one goes to Daisy Pierce. Just love her in and around the ball, you know. Some of the plays she made uh, contributed to those goals. So Absolutely. And I think, you know, she does a lot of work to set up players for success, not necessarily registering touches or anything like that, but her just to work around the ball is, um, is really critical. My player performer votes for this game, I've given three votes to Kiara Bowers. Just, you know, typical day in the office for her, 26 disposals, 12 tackles and a goal. Uh, I gave two votes to Liv Purcell, who also had 26 disposals. She had two tackles and a goal. Uh, and I've given one vote to Tyler Hanks, who had 22 disposals and six tackles. So, again, those two are, are working really well through the middle for Melbourne. It's great to see Liv Purcell playing, again, another player who's, you know, had a bit of injury to deal with, stringing some really consistent performances together. Of course, we know Tyler Hanks is is amazing <laughs> coming yeah. off the back of, um, of that rising star the year before last. So impressive stuff. And, yeah, that top four is really shaping up now. I agree. So our final game for the weekend is, of course, the Roos taking on the Swans, poor old Swannies. They have yet to win a match. And this was, yeah, no exception to the rule. It's actually the biggest ever win in the AFLW for the Roos, which was really exciting. The At the final siren, the score was 9-13-67 to the Roos and 0-1-1 to the Swans. So really struggling to find their scoring avenues there, really struggling to enter their scoring 50 in that game too. This game just showcased the connection between the Ruse mids and forwards. It was at its very best. And Jazz Garner was leading from the middle. Basically a vastly more experienced outfit outplayed an expansion side. And that's really all the context that we need in this. The Swans have probably the youngest most inexperienced list of the four expansion sides because they've really relied on their development pathways. And obviously we've, you know, we've had a lot of commentary about the lack of opportunity for developing football at the same rate in New South Wales comparatively to Victoria. So there's lots of nuance to this, but there was also some exciting stuff for the Swans. We had uh, Ruby Sargent Wilson, of course, debuted and was pretty impressive on the wing despite the scoreboard result. On the other side, we had Zoe Savavarayan, who debuted for the Roots uh, and looks set to be an absolute excitement machine for them. Didn't quite hit the scoreboard for a major snag, two behinds. Yeah, I reckon they're going to be pretty fantastic as they develop. Coming from a soccer background especially, I always, I always like that, um, that transition. Um, but yeah, great, great stuff for the Roos. Again, really impressive side with a lot of depth, so it's really nice to see them hitting their straps. Um, and hopefully they can also make it a bit further in the finals than they have in previous years. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best game to watch, but, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of exciting yeah. things to see within the game. As you mentioned, Zoe's game was exceptional and said that it was exciting to see some yeah. like fresh new talent coming through the game. But, yeah, I thought Jasmine Gardner was quite lethal in the middle, so she takes my three and then Riddle with my two and Brown with my one. 
Yeah, nice one. Yeah, I actually struggled to choose my 3-2-1 for this because there were so many good performances across the board for the Roos. I agreed with you. I give I gave my three to Jazz Garner. She had 18 disposals, 10 tackles and two goals. Also set her teammates up for goals, unselfishly gave off the ball. I've given Ash Riddell two votes. She had 25 disposals, two tackles. And I've given one vote to Talia Randall, who had 11 disposals and three massive goals. Jazz Garner, of course, towards the end of the game, just gave her a cheeky little handball and she probably could have also taken the shot herself. Mm-hmm. Set Tiles up in front of goal and, you know, you love to see a team effort. So that's really impressive. And Tiles is obviously um, much like, you know, the Chelsea Randalls and, and um, Taylor Harris's of the competition. Pretty exciting to watch go up in the air for a big old clunk. So lots of that action to uh, to enjoy in this game. It was a good one. Yes. Wow. Exciting right around. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I said, it absolutely cooked my tips. I was so sure that I'd picked truly this week, but uh, that's the uh, that's the excitement of the game. Speaking of the next round, do you have a, a game that you're looking forward to watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can, while you're thinking, I can, yes. I can offer mine. I'm really excited for the Hampton Hardman Cup between Melbourne and the Bulldogs. Most particularly because I believe this might be the first one that has ever been played at Casey Fields. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. they've all been at Witten Oval prior, prior to this okay. one. Yeah. I feel like the doggies are going to have to get out their Refidex and figure out where Casey Fields is. There's been plenty of jokes about that in the past as to why they've never played it out there. <laughs> Excited for that that um, classic matchup and, and just to see how these two sides match each other in the contest, obviously. Lots of uh, lots of success and excitement for them so far. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that will be a really exciting game. I I think I'm going to be looking out for two games. I'm I'm really okay. excited for this St Kilda Carlton matchup on the Friday night. I'm not. Um, as I think <laughs> both teams will want to have a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be able to pick between my favourite children, but also I feel like Carlton. Like this is a pretty do or die moment for them they really need to win this game yeah no I agree and then my second one is the Collingwood Giants I think that'll be really good game to watch on the Sunday yeah certainly if the um if the Giants bring what they brought to their footy just this last round gone I think we could see something a bit similar to what we saw obviously down at RSEA like real close you know hotly contested matchup between two sides so fingers crossed the uh the footy gods deliver yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap on on round six of the AFLW season seven. If you'd like to follow along for the rest of the season, you can find us on Twitter. I'm row underscore Kel, and also you can find at Play on Radio Mel. Aish, what's your Twitter handle? Aish underscore Ravi one. Amazing. Hit <laughs> uh, <laughs> us up. Ask us questions. Um, enjoy the ride that is the AFLW season Um, and uh, yeah thanks for listening we'll catch you next time on footy actually see ya Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.